This World Series Game 4 Picks Edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100x plus every Sunday they're giving away $100,000. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to 500 bucks. We're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform. For parlays, player props and game lines, download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, the MMA Gambling Podcast just launched their YouTube channel. To celebrate, we're giving away a MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all the details. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle, Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Tuesday, the 31st of October, and we have a World Series Game 4 taking place in nine or ten hours' time. Uh, joining me is Mr. Scott Reichel. Hello, Scott. How are you? Yeah, doing pretty well. Looking forward to Game 4. Yes, well, we did just have a brief little chat about Game 3 um, off air and hopefully Game 4 has got a, a little bit more to look forward to um, than Game 3. Um, yeah, my time's all over the place, Scott. If uh, if you've tried to join this chat live, um, then you've got a, you've got me to blame. I was The, the clock's changed. When do your clocks change next weekend, Scott? Yeah, I believe it's the next weekend. Right, oh, yeah. So this is the one week of the year that absolutely floors me. Even this morning, um, I've said before that the NFL started a weird time. I keep missing lineups. This morning, I actually was aware of it and then still went an hour the wrong way. So Scott was waiting for me an hour ago here. I thought we were doing it in two hours' time. So I've knocked everybody else sideways as well. Uh, so normally, I just forget about it. This year, I remembered it and then went in our the incorrect direction. Um, but you could easily have... Uh, Slept through last night's game, Scott. And we're 3-1 to Texas. Texas lead the series 2-1. But it was a very uneventful game, Scott. Yeah, the game was boring. Just simply put, you had a pretty solid offensive showing early in the game as you ended up seeing four runs being scored. You had three runs being scored in the third inning. Then you had Arizona threatening in the eighth off Chapman, but they only scored one run. That was it. So you had no runs in seven of the nine innings. So it was kind of just a boring game, but uh, the Rangers got through mostly because of the Seager home run. You also had some injury news later in the game as Garcia got hurt, but still. Uh, point is, Seager had the big hit to kind of, I don't want to say put the Rangers out of reach because it was just three runs, but yeah. he basically hit the nail in the coffin to make it 3 nothing because Arizona took the night off offensively. So, nice win for the Rangers. They needed it, but the point is uh, we're hoping for a more entertaining game here on Tuesday. Yeah, there just wasn't much offense around at all. 11 hits. Um, Arizona actually out-hit Texas 6-5. to And there was a, a couple of key moments, and the key moment for Arizona was Christian Walker um, with just some very, very bad base running. He got thrown out at home base yeah. um, in with no outs in the second inning. And 
Well, just looking at the when you watch it again, he got a bad read off the bat. His first couple of moves were backwards towards second. He then ran through with stop sign. He did about five different things wrong, all in the space of 150 feet, which was quite impressive, really. Um, I mean, yeah, just stopped at third. And we've said before a lot this series about how important it's been to get your nose in front. And teams have struggled to come from behind. They're just little margins like that. And he, I mean, Walker held his hands and he knew he made a mistake. It didn't look crucial. Um, Arizona somehow then ended up doing scoring at all in that second inning. Um, and it turns out it was pretty crucial. Um, I thought Brandon Fart pitched well again. Um, he's really been one of the stories of the postseason for Arizona. And what I really liked was uh, Tori Lovello's reaction to Fart when he came out the game. Did you see that, Scott, when Lovello took quite a lot of time to sit with him on the bench, sort of, sort of in between innings when he came out? And even as the game was going on, and it was a proper, almost sort of father-son chat, um, just really good leadership, really good management um, from Lovello towards Fart was good. Um, and then the injuries that you mentioned as well, they were the really the key moments in the game because Texas got away with them and the fact that Shears are left with back spasms after three. John Gray then came in and was really good. I mean, what a bonus that was for Texas um, because that could have hurt them a little bit. Um, you see Adolis Garcia left with back tightness. And then I don't know how important this will be, but Josh Sports um, left near the end as well. They, they, I think he had two man visits where he clearly felt something in his back. Um, and they visited him, but he was determined to stay in. And I can't remember who he was pitching to. Um, but he got a swing and a miss, and he got the strikeout. But he's been really, really important piece for Texas. Really important. Just a, under the radar. He's kind of a glue guy in that in that bullpen. Um, yeah, so Texas's road record in the playoffs improves to 9-0, which is pretty impressive if, you just, uh, if you've been letting that ride every time. Um, and... Uh, the World Series road game ladder scope that we put up in our World Series pre-game. Um, I don't know where the ladder started. Did it start at two and a half? Did it start at three and a half? Well, that's I'm, two. I'm, I'm two trying now. to remember where it started. I want to say two and a half. I'm not totally sure, but we're already at two. So Yeah. Uh, I will find it just because I'm determined to. Um, oh, I can't find it. Anyway, yeah, you're right. I think it was over two and a half. We went up over five and a half, two, three, four, and five, I think. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's been a feature. We said it had been a feature of these playoffs, and it has. And so far, we're two for three on the road games as well. Um, stats for uh, seven game series, seven game, all seven game series that were tied at one one. The game three winners have won sixty eight of ninety nine series, so that's a nice sixty nine percent. And in the two three two format, which we're in currently. Um, the the winners of game three, when it was tied, have won 29 of 39, which is 74%. Uh, so a big nod now in the direction of Texas. Um, they are minus 300, which is just about spot on. Um, somewhere between 69 and 74%, with a little bit of juice for the boots. Arizona at plus 240. So the bookies have got it right. Um, Megan, really, tonight's game, game four... Um, an absolutely pivotal game in the destination of this trophy. Um, so, yeah, we'll get stuck into game four. Um, once I've told you first about um, Underdog Fantasy, which has got a great way to play alongside 
your favourite football team all season long. Underdog introduced scorches. If you go five for five and pick them scorches, you'll enjoy a spicy 100x on your payout. And for a limited time, Underdog are extending that first deposit bonus. It's back up to $500, so get involved with that. $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. Ten players winning ten grand each. Um, so watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with the promo code SGPN. Underdog, double your first deposit up to $500. Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Uh, bangers and bets will be back. We've got more European um, NFL on Sunday. The games are in Germany, uh, but me and Baz are going to be back with our sausages and our early NFL picks at and that's 6 a.m. Pacific time, if I can get my time zones right, um, on Sunday, so look out for that. And the MMA Gambling Podcast launched a YouTube channel, uh, so they're giving away a hoodie uh, to a lucky winner. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie. Just to make your entry, make sure to subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast on YouTube. Right, tonight, the game starts at uh, three minutes past midnight, my time. What right? What the hell times that where you are? Uh, it's going to be around, uh, I believe, eight p.m. Eight four hours, right? Four hours, not right. So we've gone from five to four in my head. We've gone from five to six. Okay, three, right? That makes sense. I'm happy with that. Um, it is a match on the books. Um, both teams are minus one, one, one each of two, um, and the total is set at nine and a half. Um, in the chat, even though I've tried to catch everyone out with the time, Casey was first in. Uh, Ryan, not seen for a little while. Ryan, how are you doing? And Catfish Dilly. Uh, everyone's saying hello to each other in there, which is nice. Um, it's going to be Andrew Heaney for Texas. And Arizona are going with a bullpen day, which we knew. They did it last week against Philly. It was fine. Uh, Joe Mantiply uh, will be first taxi off the rank for Arizona tonight. Uh, Scott, initial thoughts on all of that? Well, I know that he, of course, has been a bit hit or miss so far this postseason. I'm not sure if you trust him at all, but Arizona's bullpen's been decent. Manipulate's going to go about one inning, and that's going to be all that he's going to contribute for this matchup. But nine and a half, I, I feel like that sounds a bit high. Uh, maybe that's just me, but maybe it's the fact that Garcia got hurt, and that's, of course, one of the bigger threats in Texas lineup. Arizona's offense, by making the World Series, has been hit or miss at times. Nine and a half feels a bit high, doesn't it? Yeah. My my very first... I thought the same yesterday, Scott, actually, because it, when we did the series preview, we said it sounds like an over-series. Um, and we were right in games one and two. And then the books have adjusted. Um, and that looked, especially the way sort of far I'd been pitching, I expected Chelsea to go a little bit better. And maybe I didn't expect John Gray. But it was nine and a half yesterday. That felt high. Completely agree with you. I think the total's too high, nine and a half. Um, yeah, one of my plays will be the underscore. Yeah, I mean, from what we've seen so far in the playoffs, a lot of these games that actually go over are just starters being bad. Most bullpens have actually done pretty well so far this postseason. But I do wonder what the leash is going to be for Heaney and for, honestly, each Arizona reliever, because I'm not sure how long each of them is going to go. But with Garcia potentially not playing, if he does play, I'll take the unders on his props because it's going to be tough to swing with an oblique injury. In fact, he'd probably be on the IL if they weren't in the World Series. So I'd keep an eye on Garcia props if he does suit up because I'll always take the compromised player to not do much offensively. I still yeah. like Seager. I don't mind Seager walks. I don't know why they would pitch to him. 
if uh, Garcia is not going to play. But I think looking at this matchup, uh, I think I'm going to lean to Texas just because they're 9-0 and on the road. I feel like they've earned some credibility in my eyes when playing in opposing ballparks, but it's not easy based on the unpredictability for the pitching matchup for the spot. But I do like the under because I do think the unpredictability will result in a shorter leash for pitchers involved. So if one pitcher gets shelled, he shouldn't stay in the game long enough to fully tank your over. I mean, you're under. So I'll go with the under, and I am going to link to Texas. 9-0 and is really tough to go against. I think I might just back Texas until they lose a road game. Yeah, I mean, that's it. At some point, you can't try to work out. I mean, the, re- the reporters have been asking Texas players if this is just one of those things or if there's something behind it. Um, yeah, and I'm not good enough to work that out. It was hard. These bullpen games are hard. I mean, we sat here this time last week, Scott, and did the same with the Arizona bullpen game. Um, and when you know Heaney's going to be on such a short leash that it none of the pitching props... I could get my head around it all, really. There was nothing, um, nothing that appealed. I mean, Heaney started two playoff games and he's appeared out with the bullpen twice. He got absolutely lit up at Houston. He only got, he secured two outs, gave up a ton of everything else. Um, and his two relief starts were both in blowouts. Um, so you, you don't really know what to expect from Heaney. What you, what you can say is that he's going to be on an incredibly short leash. The first sign of any trouble, he'll be getting the hook. Um, his um, outs probably is at nine and a half, which I think is absolutely spot on. I didn't really want anything to do with that. Um, he moved to the pen early in September. There's just nothing appeals at all. Um, Joe Mantiply, high leverage um, situation, left-handed pitcher for Arizona. And he did it well. It worked well against Philly last week. He only threw 14 pitches, but he struck Schwarber out. Um, he And then I think he induced the double play, double play or a ground ball off Harper for the third out. Um, so um, so that's pretty much Mantiply in a nutshell. And then it's just going to be a procession of absolutely everybody else. I think the, Brandon Farr did them a favour last night and going so deep into that game because they didn't have to throw the um, kitchen sink at them. Uh, Farr went, he went over five innings. And so a few lads came in and threw a few pitches, uh, but they didn't, um, they didn't drain themselves on it. So I'm going uh, to give Arizona another chance here, Scott, as I pretty much have done every game. But... Um, my main play is going to be the under, though. I love that under. Like I said, he will be out quick. The Texas bullpen has been fine. In Arizona, we, we've got examples of Arizona being able to pull off this strategy. Uh, man, apply to everybody else. And I've sat here about 10 times now in the playoffs and said that I like the Arizona bullpen. And apart from really that one Paul Seawold um, giving up game one, they've been, they've been trusting as well. So Arizona at minus 111. Um and that total of nine and a half, I will take on the under. Pitching props, um, there wasn't much kicking around. I'll have a look at the, maybe had some batter props, um, Scott, that you might like in a minute. Let's talk about Hall of Fame bets. Um, helping you win bigger by betting smart this NFL season. The sports betting analytics platform for parties, player props and game lines. Research NFL, NBA, MLB and soccer with historical stats and data. Put parlays into Hall of Fame Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer, and you'll get hit rates broken down by leg. 
as well as expected probability for the parlay. Sort players by hit rate for any bet today, which players are up and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hrefbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Uh, drop back into the chat a minute. Marcus Ride, Mark Alvaruso, Captain Insano. Captain Insano is a dead man walking today. It's Halloween. It captains a zombie. He was guillotined uh, from the SGP and guillotine last night, unfortunately. Um, so bad times for you, Captain. I took no pleasure in waking up to find that you were dead this morning. Um, so, yeah, unfortunate. But we move on, which is important. Um, hit a props. I jotted down a couple, Scott. No, I mean, not confident players at all. But if you had a look around the backs, is there anything else in there? Uh, well, I got to feel like it. I'm going to start off with Marte in some capacity. I'll probably take the... I'll probably go with the bases for Marte. It's really tough to go against him. We know how efficient and how consistent he's been all postseason long. His bases are at minus, one, uh, minus 110, actually, on DraftKings uh, for one and a half. I'll take that. I, I think Marte is, once again, the most, consi most consistent hitter on this team. I don't like Heaney at all. I think, once again, he might be decent in a small sample, but... Marte has just been a machine, and I feel like getting minus 110 is a good price for him, so I'll go with Marte bases on that one. I know a lot of people like Christian Walker today because he's good against left-handed pitching, but that's only going to be for about two, three innings because I don't think he needs to go more than three. So I feel like that's kind of a lazy handicap from some people. Unless you think Walker gets a hit immediately, but I don't know if it really makes sense to handicap his numbers against a lefty when he might only have one at bat against the lefty. That just feels like a waste of actual research. So I am not going to take Walker. I know that I tend to give out a lot of hits props, uh, usually the no hits, to go for a decent plus money price. I like Garcia no hits if he plays. Uh, that oblique injury did not look good, I'll tell you that much. And I do wonder, with it being the World Series, he's going to try to tough it out. You're not going to see Bochi bench him, I'll tell you that much. But if Garcia is in the box, I'm going to bet him to not get a hit because I just wonder how you're, especially with how Garcia swings. He has such a violent swing. It's kind of <laughs> like Solarish. And I do think that when you put that much torque into your body and your back's messed up, you're probably not going to generate much power. You're not going to be able to stay on balance. So I like Garcia no hits if he ends up playing because once again, with the injury, that's a classic IL stint if it's the regular season, but he yeah, can't luxury. So I think that fading him makes a lot of sense here. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else I'm really tempted by, because a lot of the guys that I'm not a big fan of have been uh, put at relatively cheap prices. Like Longoria's at even money. I'm not interested. One guy I am interested in is actually Tavares. I like Tavares no hits a plus 145. He's been terrible this entire series, and it's plus 145, so I feel like that's a great price. Give me Tavares no hits at that price. That seems like a bargain, doesn't it? Well, Scott, he's one of my players. You know I love it when I pick something and then one of uh, you American people pick it because it sounds like I know what I'm talking about. Tavares has been struggling. Um, the, in fact, the two the two hitters I've got are hitters that I've had my eye on relatively close. The, and the first one is Tavares because I like him. Um, but he has been struggling. Four games without the hit. And under 0.5 total bases, plus 160 for Tavares, which I like. And the other one I put up as my silly price um, MVP um, is Geraldo Padermo. Um, he did get the only 
RBI last night for Arizona. Um, and he's been going along really well, you know. Seven, he's hit safely seven in a row. Um, three of those have been multi-hit games. And over half a hit tonight um, is minus 125. Um, so it's a bit bigger. A lot of these are sort of minus 200, minus 180. Uh, that's nearer to a working man's price uh, for Domo, minus 125. So for over on the hits, Tavares under um, on the uh, total basis. Yeah, plus 160, I did like that. I do want to ask um, you, though, about the MVP race, because we saw this in, or Munaf and I discussed it, in the NLCS, trying to find a cheaper value play for Game 7 by betting on the MVP winner, and Marte was like plus 340. For the yeah. Rangers, with Garcia being injured, is there anybody that can actually win besides Seager? Does well, doesn't look that way. We looked at... Evan Carter's been live, but then I think he's been left out the lineup a couple of times, hasn't he? Um, well, Carter games. was my pick pre pre uh, series at eighteen to one, but Seager's got two home runs. He had the backbreaker in game three. He had the game tying home run in game one. Yeah. Of course, that's why Garcia was the favorite after game one because he had the walk off, but now he's injured. Seager's got two home runs in three games. Like I don't. I don't know how anyone's supposed to beat him in that lineup. So if you want to go for Texas at a cheaper price to win the series, it's probably going to be Seager. I don't know who else would win it, to be honest. Yeah, like I said, good advice. We just said Texas to, uh, for the series, minus 300. And what, Corey Seager here at 1.62? What's that? About minus 180, maybe? Um, yeah, and then it's 9-1 to one bar. So um, it looks like a one-horse race at this point. I mean, it could change. I mean, someone like Josh Young, um, even Nathaniel, we haven't been far away, you know, because Evan Carter did all right. Nathaniel lows some bits and bobs, but there, yeah, um, that's a that's a good angle in that. Um, Trev, who joined us late, Trev, but we'll allow it, um, did find a pitch in profile quite keen on, uh, which is uh, Andrew Heaney, under two and a half Ks. Um, hasn't gone over two and a half since September the 15th. And hasn't gone over one inning since the Baltimore series. Uh, so Trevor reckon that it's going to be one inning max for Heaney and the under two and a half K stands out. So that's a nice play as well. Cheers for that one, Trev. Um, I think I'm done, Scott. Do you have anything else you'd like to point out? Um, just checking a couple more pitching props, mostly on Heaney, just because I'm curious since he's barely going to pitch. Uh, they have the earned runs for Heaney at one and a half. The under is minus 120. I know it's dangerous because Heaney's not that great, but how do I not take the under? His outs well, are at nine. One inning, yeah. yeah, his outs are I at think... nine. I just, I just need him to not get buried. Yeah, one exactly. And a half. Like that, that sounds like a if pretty think... cheap deal for a guy who's barely going to pitch. We think, if anything, the, 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 the books might be wrong on that line as well. Um, if you look, taking um, Trev's, Trev's handicap there, we're getting nowhere near nine. He's, he dreads going closer to three. And I think that's yeah. probably right. Might be four, might be five. That point, the, st the strikeouts come into play. And also, um, the um, earned runs come into play exactly exactly as you say, Scott. Or maybe even he pitches well. Let's say that he need, does go over the outs. If he still pitches well, you're not totally dead. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think the one and a half is way too high. I think that's a... I, I get the argument. He's starting and he's not been good, but... Once again, if he's only if let's just say best case scenario for Trev and I, he goes three outs and he's done. One and a half runs at minus one twenty. Yeah, that that's just an yeah. under. Like I think that's a crazy one. 
Yeah, let's get involved in that as well. Um, <laughs> the chat is moving lines, apparently, as we speak. Um, and then Brian uh, Samarin has just chirped up with Newcastle to win the Champions League. So that's bit real, Brian. You can stay. Uh, very well. game? That's all right, Scott. We never do it the easy way, mate. Don't worry. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fair. We like to go around the houses. Um, okay, well, I feel better about this game now than I did 25 minutes ago. So I was a little bit underwhelmed by everything. Um, but as usual, the DJs have uh, we've we've pulled together and we've all headed um, down in the same direction. Yeah, so we yeah, I've got some winners. We've got some winners. Looking forward to it, Scott. Um, right, thank you everyone who did join in because, like I say, you've uh, you've given me some food for thought. Now you've given me some bullets to fire at this game. Uh, thank you very much, Scott. I apologise for being late, then early, then late, and all just generally disorganised. Um, that will happen the rest of the week, though. So don't expect it to change. Um, you're going to turn up and I won't be here. Or I'm I'll not be sure waiting. if I'm doing a show with you for the rest of the week, so that might not be well, a problem. You're certainly not doing it at the time you think you are because I won't be there. Um, brilliant. Look forward to it. Everyone, enjoy the game. Uh, good luck with your bets. And we will see you down the road. Cheers.